and um er and sometimes your your transition words are sometimes cuss words yeah and you keep trying to think and search for stuff sometimes the uh the curse words give you time. They buy you a little yeah. time before yeah. you say the next thing. It's like an East Coast thing too, right? Oh, yeah. Instead of saying, um, you know, it's like fucking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah. When people are from uh, Boston. Yeah. Like, yeah, my fucking car broke down. <laughs> oh, God. I love that. Mm-hmm. That's like Mike Ryan style. Mm-hmm. Our boy Mike Ryan. Mm. What are you guys thinking about that eat right, by the way? Uh, you still eating right or are you eating wrong? Oh, man. That, Don't be uh, eating wrong. Uh, eat right is so the, my favorite two things from the from eat right foods are by far their bayou shrimp and i really do like their turkey mm-hmm. their steak's crazy? really good but i like their turkey i usually eat turkey is such a weak animal and a weak bird that mm-hmm. i used to i don't eat it but eat right's turkey yeah did you ever think that you'd be like looking forward to eating turkey no they're little skinny necks man i don't want to look like no turkey mm-hmm. and they're just mean yeah. and they're dry Usually turkey is dry. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, their turkey is legit. It is. And legit. I agree with you on the shrimp too. I uh, cooked up a bunch of that. We had some friends that came over um, maybe earlier last week mm-hmm. and or earlier this week. And we were going to have some steak and have some yummy stuff. But I'm like, you know, I, I got to eat more than just like what we're going to have in our meal. Mm-hmm. And so I cooked up some shrimp, took uh I don't know, four minutes in the microwave. It was completely frozen before that and threw down, I don't know, a hundred grams of protein or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Got to eat that and then got to enjoy dinner with everybody and it worked out great. It's amazing. Meathead millionaire having some eat right foods before a big old fancy dinner. I Mm -hmm. love that. Yeah. I had the, uh, the Southwest Turkey bowl before I came here and I just added like, I don't know, maybe, maybe half a cup of rice, you know, keeping the protein high for me, for myself lately. Mm. It was super easy. Like it just—I don't know. It, it's it's awesome. I love you that stuff. You don't have to put it into any other plate. You can warm it up in that thing, and you can uh-huh. eat it from so, that thing and throw it away. So that, that's what I did. I know I, it's my favorite thing. I hate hate washing dishes. Um, if you guys aren't fans of meal prepping, um, I don't like the. Well, I actually like the cooking. I hate the cleaning. Um, this is an awesome way to get over all of that. So instead, if you don't like meal prep, just don't even do it at all. Uh, have food shipped from Eat Right Foods Kitchen straight to your door right now at eatrightfoods.com. That's eat, R-I-T-E, foods.com. Load up at least a week's worth of, <laughs> you do some calf raises. Uh, load up at least a week's worth of meals to your cart and at checkout, enter promo code POWERPROJECT25 for 25% off your order. And once you guys uh, see the light of Eat Right Foods, every order after that, use promo code POWERPROJECT for 10% off. Again, that's at eatrightfoods.com. Uh, promo code POWERPROJECT25 for 25% off your first order and POWERPROJECT for 10% off every order after mm. that. My mind immediately always goes for the lowest hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. So when you said, I don't like dishes, um, I was like, isn't that why you have a wife? And like, <laughs> like, by the way, I believe that men should do dishes too, right? I believe that men should yeah. do cleaning too. It's just sometimes my mind's like, and I laugh. You're hyper masculine. That's why I like sometimes. Sometimes when like, why would I want to do the dishes? Yeah. No. People will just see me laugh and I might look kind of crazy, but it's because I just made a really bad joke yeah. in my head. That's great. Yeah. So I'm just saying, you know, yeah. Stephanie, we love you. <laughs> Sweet. So does Andrew. Yeah. Well, a lot. A lot more. Yeah. It's a different. <laughs> it's a different kind of love, Stephanie. She's I don't good. love you the way Andrew she, loves. She's you. good. You don't have to. Uh, yeah, tip-toe. I haven't washed a dish in probably twenty years. <laughs> Wait, really? No. Yeah, use a dishwasher. Nope. You didn't even. You don't even stack the dishwasher. So it, you have kids. Your kids do it. Nope. Uh, well, my maybe. kids help. Yeah, uh, my kids help. Or Andy does it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've watched Mark make just a fuck ton of dirty dishes and just puts in the sink and walk away. I'm like, damn. <laughs> uh, well, you guys probably split up the responsibilities in a way. I guess. So, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Mark also gets all the clothes dirty and then doesn't doesn't do those either. So just, it's a it's a healthy balance. I'm gonna shut my mouth before all our female. <laughs> I viewers. do make us a lot of money though. So <laughs> I'm, good <at> that. <laughs> I'm good at that. She's got a couple homes and a couple cars, so I think she's I. Right. <laughs> I think she's okay. Uh, you know she has have like three homes. She yeah. Uh, we have, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, she shit. does stare at me though uh, every once in a while, and it does look like 
it does look like she's thinking of like stabbing me. <laughs> so maybe I should maybe do some dishes here and there. You know, I, I, I think that if your partner isn't at some times you know, just thinking of just ways to kill you, ways to hurt you, <laughs> yeah. then they don't really love you. You're not pushing yeah. the, um, like, I wonder enough. what would happen if, if she, you know, she's probably thinking, I wonder what happened if I just ran up to him and just knocked him silly with the toaster, <laughs> you know, just right upside Damn. his fat head. She definitely could. Cause she's swimming. So she has the good she shoulder mobility. Mm-hmm. She comes straight from Damn. over the top. You mm. know, oh, my camera's dead. She probably thinks about it a couple times a day. Probably. <laughs> What happened to our camera? It died? No, mine did. Oh. If there aren't a few arguments here and there, do you really care? Like, there has to be a little bit of conflict. Like, because like, if, it's, if it's always, you know, just happiness and whatever, I feel like you're not, uh, you're not pushing, not pushing enough. Not nah, finding stuff to fix. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we get along. We get along really, we get along really, really well. It, things, uh, things work out. Things work out pretty damn pretty damn awesomely we have a good understanding of each other and uh we didn't have her back on the show because yeah. i know we've kind of talked about some of this stuff before but somebody asked me a really interesting question when we were in utah <laughs> they asked me about um our dynamics you know with me you know deciding years ago to uh take performance enhancing drugs and kind of like you know what she thought about that and they were like i never seen you guys really uh, talk about it publicly and the guy the reason why the guy wanted us to talk about it publicly because mm-hmm. he's like i want my old lady to be on board <laughs> you know with me taking some stuff so that would be kind of fun to talk about it on a podcast i know andy would be she'd be yeah, down yeah. she'd be open for it all right i think that'd be great actually that'd i think that's amazing. a really good uh it's a really good topic to go down i think um, some people want to try all kinds of different things mushrooms psychedelics uh even marijuana mm-hmm. or uh even things sexually or whatever say, and, weird positions yeah like mm-hmm. and then for some reason it's i don't know it's too weird but the person that you're with and the person that you're with for pretty much the rest of your life uh I didn't see you oh you're, <laughs> yeah you should you know it's, oh, whoa oh oh <laughs> wow i'm just looking at the back camera right there just keep yeah. talking keep talking but that kind of turned me on though now i don't know what to do <laughs> people are so uncomfortable <laughs> anyway i think we're supposed to do a q a today right we're supposed to do a q a we got some cues coming yeah. in already today's sunday what the sunday. fuck are we doing working on a sunday mm. every day is saturday and monday at the same time i thought we talk about balance on this show we don't got no balance fuck we're just fuck. here doing just, this all the day every day is monday and saturday what do you mean? So every okay, so every day can be a work day, or every day can be an off day. Ah, mm. uh, Monday, Saturday, it's all the same to him. Yeah, because like if, if it's Saturday, you can kind of fuck around, but maybe you got to go to work tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then if it's Monday, you're already working, but maybe you don't have to work tomorrow. Yeah. To you, it's Thanksgiving. To me, it's Thursday. Rocky Balboa. Yeah. It's one of my favorite lines in Rocky. Yeah. He's like, I don't give a fuck what day it is. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. going to train absolutely <laughs> i think we're just a bunch of losers is what it is we ain't got shit to do we ain't got nothing better to do i That's, like the weekdays though honestly i enjoy yeah. the weekdays more because we're doing more stuff mm. and the weekends come like how can i do more stuff mm. <laughs> i feel that yeah, yeah i agree uh anyway you got some questions let's get it i think i'm gonna i shouldn't bur- bircher well, i butchered <laughs> that bircher. uh shaki shaki s-c-h-a-a C-K-I-I. Shocky. How do I know as a beginner how many calories I need to go on a bulk? Mm-hmm. Want me to take you one? You take Yeah. Why don't you start? You will start. I've talked about this before. We really need to make our own calculator online so mm. people can just go to it. Um, <laughs> it just says plus minus 10%. Plus minus 10%. <laughs> <laughs> um... But Shaki, my friend, you're a beginner. So I would honestly say that go and find, and for everybody, this is a pretty good resource if you're someone who wants to start doing some tracking. We've had John Berardi on the podcast. He's uh, the founder of Precision Nutrition. I'd say it slowly. You say it too fast, you fuck it up. Mm. But the Precision Nutrition Nutrition Calculator on the internet, look it up. Precision Nutrition Nutrition Calculator is a great online calculator that you can plug in your stats, how much you weigh, your body fat, your activity level, all that type of stuff. And it'll give you around where your maintenance caloric intake is. And then it'll also give you some ideas of where you might want to place your calories if you're going to go on a bulk. Generally, I think that if you're a beginner, just stick at maintenance. 
right? Stick at maintenance. You don't need to worry about being in a big surplus because you will grow once you start working out and eating at maintenance. Um, but generally, you can put yourself just like in a deficit. We usually say 10 to 20% deficit. Go to a 10 to 20% surplus and start from there. But don't go too hard on the surplus, homie, because you could put on some excess body fat that you don't want. I think a lot of people are trying to bulk. They're trying to get a little bigger and they do a couple things that uh, maybe aren't in their best interest. So number one is sometimes they eat some junk food and they kind of eat junky or not the best options like during the day. And that takes up space for more calories. And that's not really what you want to do. So uh, obviously you can eat a ton of calories by eating some junk food. But I think most people, they're not on a mission to just gain body fat. Yeah. And so I would look into something like the vertical diet where... Yes. You have a nice healthy food list and that and the food list that Stan Efforting recommends are all things that digest pretty easy. They're things that your body can assimilate really well uh, as opposed to, you know, eating something that's going to really kind of sit in your stomach for too long and you can't get to that uh, that next meal. The other thing that people do is I think they they kind of just don't have a good estimate of how much food they're eating. And mm. so therefore tracking or keeping just some sort of accountability, even if you just kept track simply of how many meals you ate in a day, that would be a great start. And you might not even have to actually pay attention to a lot of the calories. You might be able to look at the scale. You might be able to look at yourself in the mirror and kind of see how you're gaining. There's nothing wrong with measuring the calories if you want to take that extra step. But it's really rare for people to commit to five, six meals a day every day for a long period of time. Let's say make sure that your uh, protein is at like about one gram per pound of body weight. Mm -hmm. And then I would kind of mess around with your uh, carbohydrate intake and play around with that. It could be about one gram per pound of body weight as well. And you can even work your way towards double that in a bulk. And then your uh, fat grams would probably be um, about maybe about half your body weight. So if you weighed 200 pounds, it might be about 100 grams of, of fat, and you can kind of toy with that. But for most people, even, even 100 grams of fat could be just for nearly just about anybody, unless you're you know a lot smaller. But definitely not going below like 70 or 75 grams of fat, because mm -hmm. that can kind of mess with your hormones. Let me also mention this. Uh, what, what Mark said, like especially anyone who's beginning the whole diet thing, uh, the, before even tracking, one of the biggest important things is just to have good food habits. Learn how to not drink excess calories, calories. See, the baby talk is coming, my friends. <laughs> learn how to not eat excess calories from liquids. Um, you like yeah. learn how to not be snacking so much during the day, which is something that a lot of people don't track their snacks, excess calories. Uh, learn how to eat, focus on eating whole foods. You'll have some processed foods here and there. You'll have some snacks here and there, but a majority of your calories should be from food because the intention of tracking right now is to, at some point in your future, never have to track again. Um, you want to learn about food. You want to learn what's in rice, sweet potatoes, all these different foods and the amounts so that when you get to a certain level, you can bulk without having to track super hard. You can cut without like actually even having to track because you have some knowledge, and understanding of how to actually eat. Keep that in mind. And I think if you are going to snack, maybe you can work on just repositioning your food. So like if you dig something like Cheez-Its or animal crackers or something <laughs> like that, if you're into some of these foods and you feel, you know, really hooked to them, obviously the number one thing is to work on working them out of your diet. But if you still wanted to keep them in your diet and you're in a bulk, I think you could do so in a reasonable way. And it could be after your meal. I think it's more important that you make sure you get in the macros that you need. You got everything that you need. And if you still uh, kind of got the munchies for something that's uh, different than your normal food, then afterwards might be a good choice. Check out Legendary Foods. Legendary. Legendary Foods. Check them out. They're, whoo, they got some good stuff. Tasty pastry. Tasty pastry. Well, that goes into uh, this next question by Dylan. And it's along the lines of what you were already laying out, Mark. But he asks, do you guys think... Uh, Eating one to one to one point two grams of protein per body per pound of lean body mass, as well as limiting fat and carbs, is a great way to hold on to muscle but shred some body fat. Obviously, with proper weightlifting as well. Absolutely, I think that's the game right there. Um, I, I want to always point out that I don't believe that you actually need one gram per pound of body weight. Uh, it's just a it's a decent rule of thumb to throw out there to people. I mm -hmm. think you could take in quite a bit less and still hold on to muscle mass, uh, depending on how rigorous you are with your training. But you kind of need to eat something. And so 
it's easy to tell people, hey, just get in a good amount of protein. That way you can stay full, stay satiated throughout the day. You want to do as many things that can promote you to uh, end every single day when you're on a mission to lose body fat. You want to do as many things in a day to promote uh, that you don't overeat. That's all you're trying to do. You're trying to get through a lot of days without overeating. The more on balance you can be with that, the more on point you can be with that, the easier it is going to be to win. And in my opinion, a great way to do it is through keeping your protein high, keeping your fat at least modest because fat is satiating um, and satisfying. I think that's a kind of forgotten thing. It's like we need our food to be a little bit satisfying and I would keep the carbs uh, at a more modest amount. Um, There's not a lot of situations where I think that people need over like a hundred grams of carbs. I'm not saying that you never need over a hundred grams of carbs. And I'm not saying that some people might find it more beneficial to consume more than that, but in general, that's what I found uh, worked really well for me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm just going to kind of double down on the fat aspect of things. You can limit fats and carbs, but don't limit the fats too much. Um, If you're going to, I think if you're going to take more away from something, take more away from carbohydrates because fats have a big effect on men when you're really lean and when you restrict them and have a very big effect on women too. Uh, So as a man, your libido can go down, your test can go down. And you having literally feeling less virile and having less energy, that'll hit your workouts pretty hard. You won't be able to hit your workouts as hard as you typically do, right? Women, a lot of women who really mess with their fats, um, they have a loss of their period for a period of time. You know what I mean? And that can be mitigated or that can actually, that might not happen if you give yourself enough fats. Mm -hmm. So really, I'm not saying don't eat carbs, eat carbs, but do not sacrifice. I would say the fats, the last things you really want to hit hard. Just my personal opinion. A lot of people like low fat dieting, but I've seen uh, moderate, uh, you know, moderate fats just do much better. Always keep in mind that in and I have been doing these diets for a long time. Andrew has been messing around with his nutrition for a long time and training. And so uh, as much as we love kind of low carb lifestyle, we understand it might take a while for you to adapt to it. So I would adopt some of these principles for a while, give your body time to uh be able to have some adaptation to them it's going to take a while uh you might even want to start with something like a keto-ish diet where the fat content that you're consuming for a few days is uh is kind of high you know eating whole eggs eating things like ribeyes uh in eating things like cheese like kind of intent butter Mm. intentionally going on the fatter side of things for a bit uh, just to get your body used to it. And now you're trying to get your body to switch over to um, just running on a different fuel source for a bit. And that time period uh, doesn't always feel great. And along with that, we got to always mention uh, that it's important to get your electrolytes in and you can grab some element. It's a great product. We promote it all the time here. They support the podcast. So we support them back, but that's been a huge difference for me in cutting back on carbohydrates and still, because we have a lot of people that will say, oh man, I tried what you said and I felt like I was going to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, they really, you can add salt to your diet, but you can also add in something like element. Andrew, how can people get element? Let's just tell them real quick. Oh, uh, real quick. Yeah. Drink lmnt.com slash power project. No code needed, but get that value bundle because you can get four boxes for the price of three and everybody listening. Um, yeah. If, Especially if we take your question, I mean, that's got to deserve at least one share. You can brag to your friends that we talked about you on the podcast. So uh, if we get to your question, at least do that. And everybody else, if you do appreciate what you guys are hearing, please hit that like button. Hit that like button. Yeah, we do have uh, some more questions. This one's from Chris Musselman. Muscle man. No, muscle man. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's, it's not spelled like that, but we'll call him muscle man. Uh, he's bringing up my boy, Doug Brignoli. Hi, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this one's cool. You'll like this one, Encima. Um, okay. Because he he wishes that he went into depth about like sport athletes and, you know, um, whether doing like the Brig 20 is good for that type of an athlete. So he's asking, what do you think about the importance? What do you think the importance is for sport athletes, especially high school and below, to be doing compound movements, even if they are, quote, suboptimal for muscle growth? Damn, that's a burner of a question. I know, right? Some really good thought process. I think, you know, if. Doug Brignoli was to answer that question. He would still say uh, he would still go back to his kind of this is how you get the most bang for your buck Mm -hmm. in the shortest period of time. And then also you can make an argument that some of the exercises that he's showing you, uh, 
many of them are maybe a little easier to perform than a squat. So sometimes a squat takes a while to teach an athlete how to do. Uh, but my counter to that would be that's actually a good thing because a squat is an athletic movement. I think when it comes to training athletes, you you cannot go wrong with bench pressing, squatting, and deadlifting in some form or some fashion, whether that be slingshot bench presses and box squats and uh, uh, shortened range of motion deadlifts. Mm-hmm. Those are all all lifts that will support you being able to handle the most amount of weight. You being able to handle the most amount of weight is a great way to end up getting a good amount of muscle tension, and it's a great way to promote muscle mass as well as promote you to be stronger from some of these positions. So uh, I like a lot of what Doug promotes, but I think a aspect of being an athlete is to be strong from bad positions uh, that are probably allowing you to get gain access to many different muscles at one time mm. you know so think of something like a pistol squat like if Insema is able to do a pistol squat and i'm not able to do a pistol squat well in some of our athletic endeavors some of that strength and mobility that he has is going to show up and some of my flaws are probably going to show up as well it doesn't mean that he's always going to be a better athlete than me but it probably means that he has a lot more access to everything that he needs better than I do. And along with that, you know, I think when we're paying attention to what a lot of dog, dog, Doug talks about, Andrew, what is the specific name of his book? Oh man, I'll look it up, but it's the, it's, it's, it's (laughs) biomechanics of of bodybuilding. Fucking resistance, something, something resistance training. But Doug, like he is focused on bodybuilders, right? And for bodybuilders, you are focused on the size of each specific muscle group. So Doug's, you know, I think Doug is focused there. And I think if Doug was like, if he, if he were to talk to a baseball player, right, I don't think he'd be like the big, the big 20 is all you need to do. Because if you're trying to swing a bat and produce force from your hips all the way to your arms, right? You need to be able to do something that do movements that allow mm. you to use all of your muscles together to create force and to create explosion. So I don't think he would, you know, <laughs> I, I think he would be like, okay, in, in this context with an athlete, jujitsu or whatever, and they're trying, they need to be able to use everything together and produce force from weird positions, but also together at the same time. I mean, yeah, of course, compound movements and and movements that'll help stabilize like the bottoms up kettlebell press that can help stabilize the shoulder and stabilize the abs. All of these things I think Mm. he would understand. He knows are important. Doug's super smart. So, yeah, 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 that's a great point. Doug's research is, you know, mainly done on bodybuilding. and He found these things specifically for bodybuilding. So if you ask him about a different sport, uh, he would have to turn his attention to what is asked of you in that sport. Mm-hmm. The physics of resistance exercise. That's what go. it's called. Mm-hmm. Damn it. Okay, let's see. We got a, a really cool question. I just lost it. There it is. Um, also, if you guys are listening, please hit us with your questions in the live chat now so we can get to them. This one's a doozy. Uh, doozy. Nikol- Nikola Tesla, 1943EE. That's a good one. Uh, his sleep is good. Uses a CPAP, diet's good, carnivore, vertical, hybrid, stress is low, etc. Still very low energy mm-hmm. on TRT, but feels underdosed. Endocrinologist seems sees, quote, normal levels and leaves it at that. How old is he? Uh, doesn't say. Doesn't say. So maybe if you could hit us on the, uh, the chat again, buddy, if we can uh, answer that question about your age. Yeah. Energy levels, uh, sometimes that can be... That can be a little challenging. Um, f- for me, you know, I've been on this. I, I keep promoting low carbohydrate dieting, but um, low carbohydrates and fasting are things that have helped me tremendously with my energy. I have like, I, I don't even know, like maybe I have like insomnia or something. Like mm-hmm. I don't fucking care about sleep. I don't even usually want to go to bed. Um, especially on a day where something happened where I'm excited about it. Um, just being out in Utah and shooting some of the commercial stuff. Like I, I went the entire day. I went from like 8 a.m. until around 7 p.m. talking the entire day. Damn. I am normally pretty quiet and pretty shy as a normal person. Like I don't usually talk that much uh, at family functions and things like that. I probably talk the least out of most people most of the time. 
Um, so that takes a quite a bit of energy for me to do that. I, I lifted that day. I talked the entire day. I shot a commercial where I was reading from a teleprompter. I suck at reading. I don't know how to act. So that was all <laughs> difficult, challenging. Um, uh, and it just put me in a different, uh, it gave me a different challenge than what I'm used to. After that, I rolled right into a seminar and just still felt really, really good. I attribute a lot of this. I think that having some testosterone helps and, and having those levels optimal. I think that's been helpful. Uh, but I think it's, I think the nutrition is huge. So I fasted that whole day, uh, didn't eat anything. And I've been on kind of not a keto diet, but I've been on a low carb diet for quite some time. And I think my body's just kind of used to running off those, uh, fat calories. So mm-hmm. maybe if you haven't tried intermittent fasting and if you haven't, uh, given a shot to a, a diet where your body primarily runs more on fat than carbohydrates, maybe that would be beneficial mm-hmm. to you. So 46, um, says low carb and fast mornings while using element. So I was about to mention, are you yeah. hydrated? Yeah. It seems like he's doing a lot of things, right? Good. Yeah. So maybe bringing those fat calories up a little bit. And That's then I was thinking, and then another thing, which is, this is, you know, uh, more challenging, but, just to reinterpret the stress that's in your life, you know, because sometimes people, uh, I didn't hear him mention that anything in particular was stressful, but sometimes people are fatigued uh, because their work is stressful and this is stressful, that's stressful. Um, I would like you to kind of rethink and reexamine why that's stressful. Uh, Clint Eastwood, I think he's like in his 90s now. Somebody asked him how he's been able to do it for so long and how he's been able to be such a high performer for such a long time. And he said, I work for eight hours and I do it every day. And his point there is that he doesn't take his work home with him. He's not, you know, he's, he's not, uh, you know how people are, they take this great pride. They're like, I'm a perfectionist. (laughs) (laughs) And that can, that's cool that you want to try to be the best at something. Uh, but a way to make sure that you're not the best at something is to exhaust yourself with it. And so I'm not accusing this guy of, of that, but he could potentially be somebody that is taking their work home and is a little stressed. And if you find yourself, you know, answering emails and text messages that are work related kind of all the time, uh, maybe you should try to designate specific times for that. Uh, so that is less of an issue for you. I don't think there's anything I really need to add that much to it. Mm-hmm. When, before you mentioned it, I was just going to mention pay, just pay attention to the things in your life. Cause like, yeah, just simple things like bills, all these things, even mm-hmm. if you have everything in terms of your habits and check, those things can weigh on you and cause you just not to feel good. So a reinterpret reinterpretation mm-hmm. is necessary. Um, but I'd say like if every, if that all of that stuff there, I'd say look at things mentally a little bit. Like for me, that's why I have that. That's why every single morning I just write down and I remind myself all the mm-hmm. things I'm grateful for. It may seem cheesy or whatever, but that immediately shifts my mind to all the good that is going on that I have um, and everything that I should be happy about. And I'm just heading into the day being grateful for what I've got. And the days, some days that I don't do that, I don't even think about it. Like I noticed that my mind's a little bit different until I do reorganize. I'm like, wow, this is good. This is good. This is good. My family's good. Everything's fuck. I have a lot to be happy about. And yeah, kind of, it's a shift. You have a bunch of habits that I think are good. You like to read. You uh, will meditate. You'll stretch. Those are all things that like maybe for this guy, uh, maybe these things would be you know useful or helpful. I guess the last thing I would add is like, um, you know, and along those same lines, but are you having an opportunity to really spend any time with yourself? Uh, I think sometimes that can be exhausting. If you end up, you know, you're at work and then you're with your family and do you have any downtime to yourself? And maybe you can sign up for a yoga class uh, a couple times a week. And maybe you can, that can be an hour away from your phone and away from everybody else. And just, you just chilling in that moment. Cause it sounds like, uh, like you said, Andrew, you know, congratulations, this guy it sounds like he's doing uh, a lot of mm-hmm. things that are positive for his health and maybe he has to c- just kind of continue down that road for a while mm-hmm. uh, before he knows some of the benefits. Yeah. And I don't think he would have this issue, but he, he does say watermelon salt for life. And I agree. But um, one thing that I noticed for myself, um, a lot of it was due to kind of not getting a lot of good sleep with my son. And then that just kind of compounded on itself. But I was having, you know, I would have coffee and then I would have an energy drink mm-hmm. And then I would have another energy drink and then I'd have another, like it just, I, I had to have that 
bump to get work done and then it would crash and they're like nope i gotta get back mm. and what i found was at the end of the day i was just torched like i was completely exhausted i'm trying to cut back now and so like i'll have like a cup of coffee yesterday and even have any kind of direct caffeine i had it through coke zero mm. but my energy level is isn't gonna skyrocket right now but it's kind of more like maintaining like a cool like level and at the end of the day i'm not gas like i'm i'm finding myself like opening up my laptop and getting more work done as the day goes on so again i, I don't think this is his uh, he might have this issue, but maybe somebody else who is experiencing something like this. Um, yeah, trying to, it sounds silly, but trying to wean off the thing that's giving you the energy. If you take that away, maybe you might find sort of like testosterone or something. Mm-hmm. You know, you take away the exogenous and you might build your own and kind of do that sort of thing. But initially it's going to be tough. Remember Initially that. will be, will be a toughie for sure. Or just lean on some mind bullet like I do. <laughs> yeah. Dude, mind bullet and element has definitely helped me get mind through. Mindbullet, yeah. Mindbullet.com. Go check it out. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So N-A, that's all I see is nah, N-A. Man. No, but it's like N, capital N space. Mm. capital a Mm. or maybe not anyways all right uh thoughts on the claim that three to four times a week full body routines are the most optimal for natural lifters pursuing strength and hypertrophy the reasons given are usually higher frequency for muscle groups and increased recovery as a as muscle recovery for the whole body as a unit i'll let and seema answer this in more sophisticated fashion but I would say unit. the most productive thing that you can do is the thing that you're the most interested in. Why you take my answer, Mark? Have consistency with Dick. it. So, <laughs> um, I know Ensema does some full body workouts uh, quite a bit, and I, I can see how they have a lot of benefit. Um, I like doing them uh, here and there occasionally, but I also kind of just like doing kind of old school powerlifting stuff where I hone in and focus on, you know, specific, uh, lift or body part for the given day. So Mark took the essence of what I was going to say, so but it's all good. It's all good. Let me add a little bit of trying a, to steal your shit. Yeah. A little bit of a twist to it, you know, a little shake a shake. Now, um, when it comes to that, like Mark said, you need to figure out what you're interested in, but I do think that you should, if you have the ability to do maybe five or six days a week, try some different routines try some different um setups for your programming because the biggest thing the biggest important thing is whatever you're interested in doing because if you're not interested in working full body or doing a full body workout four times a week you won't attack that workout with the same vigor as you would if you did like a a typical like let's say five day upper lower push pull leg maybe you like that setup more and it's more enjoyable for you because you can work your upper body on one day your lower body on one day and you can split up the push pulls maybe you enjoy that aspect of training more so you're able to hit each workout harder and in the long run you'll gain more muscle that way so i know i don't think i truly don't think i don't care what the research says i don't care what the science says if it says that doing four days a week full body is more optimal for muscle growth i don't believe it is unless the person likes it Hmm. like mark said interest level is the most important thing and if you don't like that don't do it but the one thing that i'll say that you should try to have creep into every single type of program that you do is frequency is important Getting two times a week at least for each muscle group for muscle maintenance and muscle gain is extremely important. I do three when I do jujitsu. I'm getting back into doing jujitsu again because I'm pretty much everything's pretty much healthy now. I do three full body days, or tr- maybe sometimes I could do four, but I typically do three full body days. When I don't do jujitsu, I still like doing full body training, even if it's just doing a few legs and a lot of upper body, and then on another day, a lot of legs and a little bit of lower a lot of legs and a little bit of upper body. I like, I just enjoy that more these days, but there was a time when I did just do upper and then lower. I did push, pull leg, push, pull leg. I did those types of programs, but I find that my enjoyment comes when I'm able to do everything, work every body part on a specific day. And because I enjoy it, I get the most out of it. It's also fairly convenient for us to do any kind of exercise we want because we have super training gym, which has a lot of space, a lot of equipment, 
and you might find it uh, kind of aggravating. You know, if you go to a gym and you're trying to you're trying to work in two or three different movements at a time, you do some curls and you go to do like lunges and then there's someone in the way. Then you go to use this machine and someone just took your machine. Like mm. it might might throw you off track and you might be just annoyed and maybe can't keep pace with what it is that you like to do. So uh, the other factor would be, you know, some convenience. So make sure you have access to even doing that. But it is very beneficial to do full body workouts. So if you can do them and you like them, go for it. Yeah. Awesome. Great question. Keep the questions coming. We really appreciate it. And please keep hit, keep hitting that like button uh, so more people can uh, discover us. Do it. Do it. You won't. Uh, Nick, man, I suck at reading. Nick Pedicus. Hopefully that's about right. Pedicus. Yeah. Any tips slash stories regarding coming back to training after an illness? Recently got pretty demoralized having been, been sidelined a bit due to a sinus infection. Uh, looks like he's practices a lot of n- nasal breathing. So this really fucked him up then. Illness. Damn. Well, I mean... We've both come back from, well, you've never had a surgery, even though you've had rough injuries. Mm-hmm. I've had a bunch of injuries, yeah. And, and yeah, illness, I've been sick before and that kind of stuff. You know, I would just, the same thing that I share with people when it comes to uh, coming back from an injury would be the same thing I would share with you coming back from any sort of illness. You know, maybe try to concentrate on what are the things that you can do and what are some of the things that, what are some of the things that are maybe quite a bit different than what you normally would even think to do. So let's say you heard about meditation and how powerful it can be or stretching and you heard about how powerful it can be. Well, maybe, you know, if you're sick and you're down for two weeks and you're kind of all screwed up and you think you got better and then you got worse, like how many times that happened? You know, that's, that's feels like crap. But imagine if for the whole two weeks, if you were stretching or imagine for the whole two weeks, you were messing around with some intermittent fasting. Uh, when you come back to your training, Maybe you would be more advanced. Maybe you'd be able to not only pick up where you left off, but once you pick up again and once you start going again, you might have progressed uh, further than if you had just kind of, you know, kind of moped around and been sad that you're you're not feeling well. So it might be a good opportunity to uh, try some other things and even just education, listening to podcasts, reading learning more about uh, training like those are i think in sema mentioned when he was hurt you were watching jujitsu videos right a lot of jujitsu um i was watching a lot of like yeah while i was watching a lot of jujitsu and i was visualizing a lot of jujitsu just stuff that i would want to try to do when i get back uh but the, the big the big thing is like uh i tell this to everyone who gets injured don't come back too fast like sooner than you should and if you come back fast take it easy mm-hmm. you know Take it easy for a few weeks. Trying to kind of just like get your bearings, make sure your body is ready to push. So each workout you come out of, you should feel like it was a good workout. You exerted yourself, but you didn't do too much. And even though I give this advice, I fucked myself up on this one because I tried to go back to jujitsu a few weeks ago, a little bit too soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I went, I trained, I was like, maybe I can handle it. And then freaking restrained the thing I was trying to, you know, work mm-hmm. on. And I would tell people I work with, Hey, don't do this. And I literally just did it. So with that being said, it takes a lot to back off of how intense, you know, you can go, mm-hmm. but understand that you're doing that. So you'll be able to, in the long run, be able to make progress and be able to get fully recovered. But right now you just gotta, you gotta be, patient with yourself you know you got to treat yourself like someone like treat yourself like like your kid if you had a kid what would you tell them to do Mm -hmm. and do that yeah and i'd imagine because i mean i know you've said this in sema but like when you do get sick and if you eat a lot you kind of feel better so maybe since he's talking about being sick like maybe once you can eat like a proper amount of nutrition that's probably a sign that maybe you're ready to go back yeah, you got to be careful when, when you're sick with something and your appetite goes away a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, that don't try to keep dieting through a sickness. That's one thing I'll say. If you get something, don't try to diet through it. Just eat normally. Um, don't. I'm not telling you to go binge, but <laughs> eat well. Yeah, sometimes you're not in the mood, yeah. uh, especially like to maybe stay on your plan and eat like meat or something like that. <laughs> you know, you're like, I just want anything other than that. You know, I want some soup. It was right. weird. Yeah, that that one day that I had that like it was like a mm-hmm. weird fluish bug two years ago i think or a year and a half ago i told you guys that i like had a massive milkshake and <laughs> i had some ice cream and i just felt amazing and my body was like eat sugar and that's not good advice generally but hey if you're sick 
I don't know. Live a little. Just yeah, just take care of yourself. It's funny we go from here and here. We just go to either side. All over the and place. It's just, people are like, "What? Do people we are going to catch on eventually." Yeah, they're like all oh, these guys actually don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> uh, kind of true, huh? I, I, <laughs> I, I really like this question. I just definitely going to butcher the name. Rafa's Villa or Via? Rafa's Bia? No, just kidding, people, man. No, this is great. Um, what split do you recommend for a runner who wants to start lifting so I look strong and not skinny? Magusta. Maybe, you know, I think uh, there's a lot of good examples online of people that are doing this, you know, quite a bit. And you got, you know, people like Cam Haynes out there who's, oh, you know, really, really high level. Uh, what was the guy that we had on who ran the crazy, like, he runs like a four minute mile or whatever? What's the guy's Talk name? About not Zach Bitter, right? No, not Zach he Bitter. He runs a four minute mile? Yeah, and he's a lifter. Was he the one oh, that did the he came rucksack? Thing? He, the- came, he came. He came here. He actually. Uh, You're not talking about the pull up guy. The pull up record guy? No, no, but he's good he's too. Good Mike. Too. Mike. Uh, yeah, yeah. Cast in uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're really bad with these My names. Castle. Anyway, there's a lot of good I know people who you're talking to, about. Uh, it was the day that we had, like, let's pretend his name is Mike. We had Mike one day and then Mike the next day. Like, he was the guy that I ate the, like, rations the, with or whatever. Ready to the eat military meals. dude. Um, oh, he's got um, a great YouTube channel. Blah, 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 blah. It's content. Blah. It starts with a B. Um, no, not a no. B. Oh. Ben? Blake? <laughs> Brad? I'll find oh, it. Anyway. Oh, it's right Man, there. So Just the tip of the tongue on the tip of the I'm tongue. gonna find it as you just anyway you just, just uh you know if you if it's it's if it's running that you're not used to then uh you know take your time integrating some running for me personally i integrated some walk runs for a while and uh that worked really well until um until i was able to start to actually just run nick bear Nick, Nick Bear. Bear, there you go. Fudge. <laughs> you got the B, right? Yeah, of bear, like, yeah. yeah, Bear. Bear yeah. performance nutrition, yeah. Yeah, check out Nick Bear on YouTube and his He's Instagram great. and stuff like that. Follow him. He's got a lot of great advice on, uh, you know, how to keep some good size on and, and lift and uh, and be able to, you know, incorporate some running. But, uh, you know, I would say it's, it's very reasonable to be able to lift two, three days a week. It's very reasonable to add in some running two or three days a week. But whichever one you're not used to, uh, give yourself time with it. It's going to take time to be able to incorporate. If you go too fast, you're probably going to get hurt. That's the biggest concept with that right there. Because especially because I've, I've worked with a guy who did like, he'd, he'd do like multiple six, eight mile runs a week. And he would do like full marathons. And the big thing for us was making sure that we didn't try to progress things and lifting too fast and we we would just do whatever the body gave us on a specific day because in every sense like a runner has already the nature of i want to do more so now when they're approaching the gym right they're trying to maybe increase the weights too fast or increase this too fast just give yourself time slowly increase that volume over time i'd say it's not a bad idea to do some compound movements like the squat or just a lot of these movements but progress them slowly um, because you will be able to build muscle. You will be able to keep muscle, but you just shouldn't do it too fast or you will probably get yourself injured. So I think he asked, what's the best split for it? I'd say, depending on, he said three to four days. Um, I'm assuming just, if you're, he just, no, he didn't say anything about days. If but. he's a runner though, he's probably not going to be lifting five days a week. So my assumption is he's probably going to be lifting three days a week. Mm-hmm. And if you do that, you could do, um, full body upper lower or you could do three full body days but i'd say do a full body an upper and a lower day and keep your lower day as far away from your running days as you can so if you do a lower body focused day uh try not to run exactly the next day or try to maybe have a run maybe a lower body day then an upper body day then your running day and then a full body day and then whatever and cut way back you know on the amount of work that you do with Mm -hmm. the lower body um, I've done some days where I ran and lifted, uh, and it can be pretty taxing, but it, if you only do like a squat, you know, you only do a couple sets of squats or you only do a couple sets of deadlifts, uh, not nearly as bad as like doing like a whole leg workout. So mm-hmm. I would recommend like kind of think of the movements in the gym and how powerful they are and how they can assist you in gaining muscle mass, holding on to muscle mass and how they can even assist your running. But don't do them, you know, knock yourself silly with them to the point where you're so sore that you can barely walk, uh, much less run. Yeah, your runs will feel better. 
when you're yeah. stronger, when you mm-hmm. literally have stronger muscles, like, yeah, you won't be able to gain as much muscle as someone who's focused on bodybuilding, right. but that muscle will help you be able to have better endurance because you're going to continue running. It's not like you're just going to stop. The last thing I'll add here is, uh, you know, it, it also depends on your goal. So I think sometimes people are like, I'm going to run, I'm going to lift because I want to get, you know, in the best shape possible. And, uh, I never want to tell anyone they can't do it that way because you certainly could. There's a lot of people that run and lift that look great. Um, But there's also a lot of people that recognize that you don't necessarily have to do that in order to uh, be lean. So if you're trying to be like big and jacked uh, and you're trying to do so through running and lifting, it might not be your best option. But if you just happen to love running and you want to start incorporate some lifting to look a little more jacked, that makes a little bit more sense. Now we have a very, not very specific, it's pretty specific. Uh, Jonas Stillings, how often should you use the reverse hyper machine? What sets and reps should you do? I guess it's pretty broad now that I think about it because it's a general question. We don't know anything because he hasn't, he didn't say anything whether he's injured or he just wants to know just in general how. I have not used the reverse hyper in a long time. But a lot of, again, and a lot of it has to do with like, what's the goal? What are you trying to do? Mm-hmm. I used to utilize it a lot because I was deadlifting and squatting often. And I was uh, just really smashing my spine together a lot with heavy weights. And so I kind of needed that traction uh, on the lower back. It is something I should probably start to uh, to do again. But a regular set and rep scheme on the reverse hyper is, you know, um, three to four sets anywhere between eight to 15 reps, usually just because it, it takes a little bit to like set yourself up in there and it takes a little bit of time to get the weights correct and all those things. Uh, whenever something is like that, whenever something has a larger setup, I usually like to do more sets of it. Mm-hmm. So like five or six sets uh, would be pretty common for me and somewhere between eight to 15 reps. Let me, uh, I think we should maybe one thing I, I want you to expand upon since you've done more reverse hypers than I have through the years. I think that's a movement that you can do pretty frequently. Like I'd say, e- even if you only did lower body twice a week, that you can do the reverse hyper on also on an upper day. So if you did that three times a week, I think it's actually pretty beneficial. But when people do the reverse hyper, how important is it to control the eccentric swing down? Because I see a lot of people do reverse hypers and they do it and then they they just let it come down. Right? Shouldn't you be controlling that aspect of the movement a bit? Absolutely. Yeah. You control it and you'll actually feel your back open up a lot more and it's a lot more beneficial to the lower back. Uh, Letting it swing and move around like crazy, uh, you know, it does put you through like a range of motion, Mm -hmm. uh, but it's not nearly having the same effect and benefit. You want to actually flex your glutes and flex your butt and hamstrings uh, as you're contracting kind of upward. And then you want to sort of resist against that on the way down. And you'll feel feel really good. Your your lower back will will kind of halfway hurt, <laughs> but halfway feel good, and you'll feel your spine kind of opening up. And uh, to me, it was always a really good feeling. And then the last thing that you want to make sure that you do, as specifically with the reverse hyper, is when your feet start to go under the machine, you want to make sure your feet go under you, and they almost go in line with like where your chest is. So you sometimes have to kind of almost push your feet a little bit forward because you want to get a lot of range of motion uh, from that lower back. And you can kind of intentionally round and arch and round and arch uh, as you're going through the movement. But in SEMA, hit the nail on the head. You really want to try to control those movements. And so you don't need to load the thing up with all kinds of crazy weights. Keep the weights modest, control them, and uh, do the repetitions correctly. Yeah. I always like, had wished that it was almost like a cable machine, not a weighted machine. Uh, If something was pulling my legs forward and I had to fight it to go back, I would swing way less and probably get more benefit from it. Mm. I don't know. That's just me kind of wishing I could could, like Frankenstein something. Yeah, they they make a lot of different versions of them nowadays. But what you could do is you could, um, you know, rather than like having your legs swing too much in accordance to how much your back can move you can simply pause at the bottom of every single one of them and come back up. Mm. And that would work very similar to the way that you're talking about. Mm. The, the issue is like you end up with like hardly any weight on there. I mean, mm. go ahead and try to do a reverse hyper with no weight on the, uh, like mm-hmm. with zero weight on the machine and just using like whatever the, the thing weighs, whatever the thing that holds the weight. Mm-hmm. It is really, really challenging and really difficult, especially after you get through a couple reps, you're like, what? Like, this is total bullshit. This is like 
way harder than I thought. Mm-hmm. Even putting like a 25 on there or something like that could be really challenging. Yeah. Well, just watch your shins on the way back. <laughs> yeah, you got to be careful you don't bend your knees. Yeah, let's see here. Uh, our boy Nathan Tustin. No, I think no. I, yeah, he's the guy that um, uh, I think we told him to go full carnivore to try to win that contest at the end of last year. Um, so he says, uh, piggyback, piggy, I'll piggyback off the sleep thing. I recently got moved to midnights. What kind of protocols do you recommend I utilize to promote health and athletic performance? I'm a 28 year old MMA fighter. Moved to midnights, meaning you so work he, he works shift. he works night shift now. Oof. Okay, um, I would suggest that you try. Well, it's not every is it is it every night because some people they work night shifts some mm-hmm. parts of the week and then they have days where they can sleep normally. Uh, Try to get back when you get back home. Try to have a consistent type of sleep schedule that would be somewhat close to the time you usually go to bed. So an example is like if you work from midnight to 7 a.m., don't sleep immediately once you get home. Wait a little bit. If you're going to be working that same night, maybe sleep at 11 a.m., then wake up. Uh, And if you have the ability to, Try to sleep a little bit later just because if you're sleeping way too soon, like you're sleeping once you get home, you're, the time you go to sleep and the time you wake up is going to be way different from when you're nor- you have normal nights where you go to sleep at like 10 p.m. or 11 p.m. So you kind of don't want such a spread in your circadian rhythm. You want it to be closer. So that's why I'd say don't sleep once you get home. Um, try to keep it a few hours later. That would be my suggestion there. Man, that's tough. That's tough when you uh, you know have a schedule like that. I think the main thing is just to make sure that you're getting adequate sleep, and then you can kind of just almost pretend that nothing ever happened. You know, you should be able to function normally. Uh, but there is some research that shows that like working nights like that is is very difficult because of the circadian rhythm. You're up at different hours when most other people are sleeping. Uh, from a social perspective, it can also get a little bit. Uh, tough it can get a little awkward uh, but I would just recommend that you try to find a uh, you know bracket of time that represents you know some a normal healthy sleep habit of getting seven to eight hours a day um, if you can fulfill that then everything else should be uh, very similar I would also try to take advantage and I think this is really hard for people try to take advantage of uh, when you have days off I think the tendency sometimes is that because you have a day off and you're so tired from, uh, you know, the normal rigors of your weird work hours that you have, that you really don't do much or you only take care of a couple of things that you needed to take care of, uh, such as like grocery shopping and things like that. But I would suggest that you try to load those days up on, you know, getting in some good training, take advantage of those days, um, and then, you know, just don't don't forget how important it is to kind of manage overall stress and, uh, you know, try to keep the diet on point. It's all very difficult stuff when you're uh, working nights like that. But other people figure it out and you should be able to figure it out, too. Um, last kind of note on that is like you don't need to work out every you don't need to lift every single day. So uh, maybe you have, you know, three or four days a week where you're lifting kind of hard. The Huberman stack might be something you want to use on the the days that you have to go to sleep during the day, just because if more of the nights you're actually sleeping during the nights and you're only supposed to be working at night for a few days of the week, it's going to be hard for you to fall asleep or fall asleep quickly um, when you do get back home. So the Huberman stack um, is 50 milligrams of apigenin, 300 to 400 milligrams of my magnesium threonate. Um, and two to 400 milligrams of theanine. And a lot of people, I haven't done that stack myself, mm-hmm. but so many people have taken that stack of supplements and just been like, oh my God, my sleep is so deep. Mm. And they have crazy dreams that it, it could be something that's really beneficial mm. for the, the days that you have to sleep during the day. Mm. Damn, I want to try that. Yeah, that's a hell of a cocktail. Yeah, yeah you might need a eye mask. Mm. You might mm. want to look into some mouth tape. Um, you might try to black out some of the stuff in your, your, wherever you sleep, uh, all those things can be beneficial. There's even some information and some research that shows that, uh, light, even just hitting any part of your body 
uh, it can be a little disruptive to your sleep. Mm-hmm. So even if you are wearing an eye mask, but there's still light getting in, yeah. um, your sleep is supposedly not as restful. So just yeah, something to keep in mind. Shades, right? Yeah. You try to get the blackout, try to black mm-hmm. out everything as much as you can. I should get those from my room. <laughs> they can help. Those from my room. They can help a lot. Yeah. So almost an hour in, I definitely Whoa. wanted to get this hey question now. out there. Yeah. Uh, from uh soul train <laughs> underscore. Uh, Ooh, let's go. If I want to lose 100 pounds, he's 5'10", 300 pounds. Besides the diet, I'm about to start carnivore slash fasting. What else can I do to lose body fat optimally? Yeah, obviously exercise, you know, moving around. Um, I would say there's some boxes you want to try to check every single day. Um, and we want to make sure those, those things aren't unreasonable. I think walking... Uh, about two times every single day for 10 minutes or having one walk that is 20 or 30 minutes should be fairly easy to do. Uh, get in some sort of uh, resistance training. Try to get in some type of lifting. That doesn't have to be every day, uh, but four or five days a week would be great. Um, and then just stick into your plan. You know, you're mentioning intermittent fasting and a carnivore diet. Um, I like those ideas a lot. Uh, but I also, for me personally, I haven't noticed, I haven't personally noticed a, uh, significant difference in like just really being crazy regimented on something versus just having a little bit of play in there. And the reason why is when I have a little bit of play with the diet, there's a little bit of room for error. Like I might be carnivore, but I'm also eating some fruit. I also have a tasty pastry from legendary foods here and there or some things like that, I'm able to do it for a longer period of time. Now, if that sends you into a binge or sends you into something, you know, where you're starting to overconsume a lot of calories, then maybe that's not, uh, not your best bet. So you might have to be careful with some of those things. But, uh, for the most part, you know, that's the way I would recommend doing it. Obviously we talk a lot about sleep, make sure you get your sleep in there, uh, make sure you're staying hydrated, things of that nature. But, uh, this is going to be great for you. You you weigh 300, you're working your way down to 200. I'd also have some reasonable goals with how long that process takes. So mm-hmm. for you, I would like for you to get it in your mind now. It's not, uh, it's not going to happen in six months. It's not going to necessarily happen in a year, not necessarily going to happen in two years, three years, four years, or five years. It's going to be however long it takes. So it, you're not concerned about the time frame, really. You're not like worried about, I need to lose 25 pounds every month. Just do the best that you can with it. Continue to work on it every single day. And if it takes you three years, then it took you three years and that's just fine. Absolutely. But one thing when it does come to that, and I, I think that you should let it take the time it takes, but sometimes it gets easy to fall into the idea that okay, well, this is going to take me a long time. Let me just go and eat this right now. Or let me just go to this restaurant right now. It's going to take years, you know, so it's a process. Uh, try not to do that too often. It is sometimes good to go get some in and out or something, but you don't want to have the excuse of it taking a long time to make decisions you know you shouldn't make. Um, along with that, make your life easier by paying attention to the type of foods you keep at home. I don't take, I don't keep binge worthy foods at home because I know that if I have certain foods, I will eat a lot of it because I will reach for it easily. So you don't want to keep foods that you typically, you know, go crazy on at arm's length. Then you have to go out, you know, if you don't keep it there, it's going to take some effort to go out to the store, purchase it, eat it. It takes some more effort. So make, make making good choices easy. That's why we love eat, right? That's why we love these foods because sometimes if we're in a pinch and we want something quick, but let's just say we don't have the energy to cook. Sometimes you might want to make the decision to go out and eat. But if you have something that's readily made right there in your freezer and you can just warm it up, it makes it easy to make a good decision. Um, so just make making healthy choices easy for yourself. And we've talked about sleep. We've talked about hydration, how important hydration can be. Um, one good tip, I think, is like uh, along with those 10-minute walks, try to maybe take a walk right after you eat. Mm-hmm. Um I think you've talked a lot about that, but it's going to be pretty beneficial for you. Yeah, it's a a great cue. And I like what Nsema is saying about uh, trying to make certain things easier for yourself. You're trying to make it easier for yourself to not overeat. You're trying to make it easier for yourself to promote a healthy 
living style, a healthier living style by having some meat ready in the freezer, maybe having some meat ready to be cooked that's in the fridge. Um, these are all things that you want to try to plan ahead for the night before. You can say, oh man, most of my steak is frozen. I should set it out on the counter. And then the next morning it's ready to be cooked. Um, in terms of the fasting, I would just be, you know, just a little critical of just making sure they don't overdo it. And uh, part of the carnivore diet, part of the real gem of the whole thing is that you get to eat some eggs, you get to eat some meat, and you get to just kind of load up on those things. Over a period of time, you will generally start to eat less and you'll auto-regulate on the overall amount of calories that you consume. But if we're being honest with ourselves, I think most of the time when people are heavy, they have a really slacked or lazy mindset wrapped around uh, the habits that they have. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying you're lazy in general, that you're a lazy person in general, but when it comes to your nutrition, you're slacked, you're too relaxed on that, and you need to develop a stronger discipline. Not having the types of foods in your house is great, and then also having the foods that are going to encourage you to stay on plan is another great way of doing it. So in the in the context of someone who is striving to lose 100 pounds, and everything you just said right now, Mark, um, would so like I just discovered these things. There, it's Greek yogurt, like uh, ice cream popsicles Ooh. or something. So very low calories, but it it does taste like ice cream. It's delicious, and this is from Costco. So you can get a a big box, um, but it is an alternative to a high caloric thing that's not going to help you. In this context, where somebody's trying to lose a hundred pounds, would substituting stuff like that be a good idea or should we just try to avoid anything like that? And I'm saying, okay, don't have Ben and Jerry's have this Greek yogurt ice cream. Um, don't have the the full fat French toast that I make or, you know, have the one that I make the, mm -hmm. uh, the low fat French toast that could lead to eating more stuff, I guess. But yeah, in this context, should somebody be looking to make alternative choices or just stick with just like you said, eating the whole foods, eating, you know, steak, pro eggs, protein first, and that sort of thing. Yeah, stick to those whole foods as much as you possibly can and hang on tight. There <laughs> you on, go, yeah. Hang on for dear life because, uh, you know, otherwise it's kind of like, you know, jerking off but not <laughs> going all the way. Edging. Yeah, and that's going to be <laughs> really tempting, right? Actually, so, it brings up another question. But. Oh, let's go. No, <laughs> but go ahead, Mark. Sorry. So, yeah, just, <laughs> I just think uh, you have, you have to kind of like earn your right. You know, think about everything that you do in life, you have to kind of earn the right to do certain things. Like I feel like nowadays I've earned the right to go on vacation and to like, if I wanted to go to Italy and get, you know, and pay for first class and like do things on a different level. But there were years ago, I never did that shit. You know, years ago I had, my head was down. I was fucking working my face off. And I was like, at some point there'll be opportunities to where I can do things slightly differently. Mm. When it comes to your nutrition, like you're trying to gain, you know, uh, 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 something parallel to financial freedom for your body. You, when you have enough muscle mass, when your body fat is at appropriate levels, then you can fuck off a little bit here and there. And you can say, I want to enjoy that just because I can and because it's not going to really cause all that much harm to me. And I just feel like enjoying that for now. And so I think that's ideally where most people would love to work their way towards. But for now... I think it's healthy for you to tell yourself, you know what, you're just, you're just not there yet. Mm -hmm. You're just, we're not at that level and I'm going to work my way towards that and step by step over a long period of time, I will eventually be there and I can eventually do things like that. But for right now, I need to pay attention and stay on my food plan and, and kind of stick to a specific list of foods the best that you can. Yeah. You said it was going to lead you into another question. About jerking off. And Seymour, are you still team NoFap? Oh yeah. 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 I don't, yeah. uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't beat my meat. I yeah. Can't. Somebody was joking. Uh, fuck. There did they go? Sergeant something. Damn it. Ah, it's gone forever. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's either like, okay. So we've, we talked about this. Maybe we'll have another, maybe we'll have an episode where we talk about this again, but like real talk, like I got into porn when I was 11 years old and, uh, I could tell that that shit was having an effect on me. Not the porn industry. Thing. 
Yeah, no, I was, I was smashing it. No, I wasn't. No, I was, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not the porn industry. I started watching porn. I didn't start, start searching something. <laughs> it seemed, yeah, ew. <laughs> no, don't search that on this computer. Anyway, no, no, I don't want to get it. Yeah. Um, that's Sergeant a bad Rock, joke, by that's the a, way. Sergeant Barack? Rock. Rock. Sergeant Rock. Rock. Um, <laughs> well, choking the chicken daily hurt my gains. That choking was the, the chicken daily hurt my gains. I heard uh, Huberman uh, <laughs> talking about this recently. So... Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> so for, first of all, uh, there's not a direct correlation all the time to your testosterone levels. So people are always like, how do I get my testosterone levels up? And then you're like, well, what are you trying to get them up for? Like, it doesn't always result in you being bigger or more jacked. Mm-hmm. It's like way more complicated than that, especially temporary uh, changes in your testosterone. So sex uh, will increase your testosterone levels. But sex without ejaculation increases your testosterone by like 400% or something like that. Again, it's mo- it's momentarily though, you know, it's just for a bit. So like if you did that often, like if you did that, I mean, I don't know, like, I don't know if any- anyone's ever survived it or tried it for long enough, but, uh, and same thing I believe with masturbation. I think if you masturbate and don't Get go all close. the way, uh, Mark Bell told could, me to edge. Yeah. So. <laughs> It, it could have a you know an, an an effect on you, but I don't think it would be anything that there's that it's worth. It's not worth anything. Not, you know? Don't go down that oh rabbit hole, man. And so I think uh, you know masturbation. Like I don't think it affects your training one way or the other. I think uh, it's just a release sometimes from. Whatever it is that you're thinking about. If yeah. I were a nut before training, I'd be so tired, bro. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> just yeah. Being like, but I, I'm, I'm just now imagining at the next powerlifting meet, all, the, <laughs> all like, the lifters are going to the bathroom real quick right before their names getting called up. You hear lots of fapping going on. Yeah. Wait, why does that dude have a boner on the bench? <laughs> like that's a legitimate bench boner. What's going on yeah. here? Taking it too far. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so back to like trying to be as serious as possible. I thought ejaculating raised your prolactin level. Ugh. I could be wrong in that though. Yeah, it can. Yeah. yeah. I don't but again, but I, don't I have think no idea what prolactin does. Yeah, well it's not it's not uh unnecessarily negative. Mm-hmm. I know that there's gonna be some people here that are just like Let's go. <laughs> Let's start edging before every workout. <laughs> like <laughs> They'll get a little bit too close and during a squat. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> we got lots of questions for Andrew Huberman, by the way. <laughs> just start right there. Because he talked about that Ooh. refractory period when we talked about that the other day. So he talked about the release of like prolactin after you ejaculate. Yeah. yeah. But then he was like, you could take vitamin B6 to counteract that. Then he was like, well, I'm not going to like give anybody specific recommendations, Shit. but you could do that if you wanted to shorten the refractory period. I was like, wait, he's yeah, got to go on. into this in more yeah. detail. You can't just leave Me that. Yeah. Talk about wow. edging. He I'm edged. A, he edged I'm, us. I'm gonna have some B6 right he ready. Edged us. Water edged us B6. Out. Let's go. Lots of B vitamins and steak, by the way. Damn. Just mm-hmm. been eating the steak. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> that is one way to close the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, thank you everybody for the questions. You guys got anything else? I think that's it. Yeah, that is it. We're no longer going to podcast. Maybe get yourself again. a woman that you could set a port out. Never mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I see where you just are. put a plate. So, a plate. <laughs> yeah, you don't want just like a six ounce fillet on there, right? No, like, oh, it's got to be yeah. worth it. Yeah, right. Yeah. She's, anyway, she's got to have the uh, shelf hardware, self dishware. I don't know. Dishware. Don't know where I was going with oh, that. Geez. But thank you for all the questions today. You guys Y'all fucking crushed it. John Cena um, fell. Oh, John Cena yeah. fell. Even he was like, guys, this is too guys, much. Pause, yeah. guys. But uh, thank you to Eat Right Foods for sponsoring this episode. Um, they probably didn't appreciate that last bit. Maybe they did. They did. Yeah. Uh, eatrightfoods.com. That's eat, R-I-T-E, foods.com. Links to them down in the description below, as well as the podcast show notes. Promo code POWERPROJECT25 for 25% off your first order and code POWERPROJECT for 10% off every order after that. Please make sure you're following the podcast at Mark Bell's Power Project on Instagram, at MB Power Project on TikTok and Twitter. My Instagram and Twitter is at I am Andrew Z and Seema, Mr. TikTok, where are you at? 
I didn't see my ending on Instagram and YouTube. I didn't see my ending on TikTok and Twitter. Guys, make sure to go on Apple. If you're listening on us on Apple or anywhere that you listen to this podcast, leave us a review because yeah. we are killing it everywhere. So subscribe and review. Yeah, everyone Mark. in the Caymans, like go the Cayman review. Islands. We're celebrities. We're, we're celebrities because we're the guys, top please. podcast in the Cayman Islands. Dude, I get so many DMs from them. From right, me too. Yeah, you nice. guys too, right? Yeah. yeah. It's weird. I can't keep Crazy. up. And uh, all the mail that's on my desk too. It's all from Cayman yeah, Islands. I'm like, I don't even know where mail. it is. Fuck. Shoot. So that's what, oh, that's why there are so many stamps on them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now I get it. All right. Lots of fans. I got to open up some of that mail. I think some of the mails probably hate mail too, right? <laughs> it's got to be. Let's just be honest. They can't all, they can't all be positive all we the time. We got hate listeners. Mm-hmm. We definitely do. I'm at Mark Smelly Bell. Strength is never a weakness. Weakness never strength. Catch y'all later.